Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Thanks everyone for tuning in to a new episode. I hope everybody's hanging in there during the unprecedented pandemic, crazy times we are living in. And I know that that has definitely affected our children's education, as well as their social structures and just life in general. And one of the big things, obviously, that has occurred is that many people, many parents that were in regular public school or even private school, I suppose, now that they have their children home and they are doing work online or with textbooks or however the school has assigned work. But now that the parents are seeing this firsthand, probably in most cases for the very first time, actually sitting down with their children and seeing what goes on on a day-to-day basis, there are a, a lot of parents basically questioning going back to school. Now, I'm certainly not saying the majority. The majority will certainly head back, just like always in the fall. But there are a lot of parents that are considering homeschooling that never would have considered it before. I'm seeing this on lots and lots of Facebook pages that I'm involved with, having lots of parents, and this is all ages, but especially the younger elementary ages. But certainly I've seen it for middle school and high school as well, that parents are basically saying, wow, I didn't know that my children, my child learns a lot better without all the distractions of a classroom, or my child is learning a lot better at home or retaining information or learning information at a really rapid pace and going way beyond the assignments given. I mean, there's all kinds of examples that are being given. But basically, we have a lot of people that are interested in home education on a more permanent basis on a more authentic basis, I guess you could say, than ever before. Some of these people, I think, will definitely jump in and stick with homeschooling, and some may not, and some may go back totally fine. But one of the things we've been seeing a lot on these Facebook pages is a lot of questions, a lot of questions of if they're really going to stick with this, how do they do it? And one of the big questions, of course, that we are seeing not only because of that, it's that time of year, May is always a time when people are considering homeschooling regardless of a pandemic or not, but we are certainly seeing a lot of questions from parents that are um, thinking about homeschooling their children in the fall, and they want to know what curriculum should they use. And I see this question over and over, like literally on a daily basis, and I just cringe. Now, I totally get where it's coming from. I understand where, why they're asking that question. But in reality, that question should be much further down the line. Obviously, every family comes to homeschooling for different reasons. It might be health reasons. It might be academic reasons. It might be social reasons like bullying. It might be safety. It might just be philosophical reasons. Whatever reasons it might be, regardless of those reasons, a parent really needs to take time to think about what they want for their child's education as well as what their child needs 
to learn the best. And when I say that, I'm talking about textbooks or hands-on or online or one-on-one help or uh, shorter lessons, those kinds of things. They really need to think about those things. And those are two really separate issues to think about. You know, what a parent wants for their child's education in a bigger picture, meaning do you want a rigorous, formal, more structured education? Do you want something more natural and organic and play-based and interest-led? Or do you want something somewhere in the middle? Do you want something that really helps your child become a critical thinker? There's a lot to think about. And a lot of times this gets skipped. And I will admit, even in the beginning, when somebody told me to do it, I kind of skipped over it at first. And then I came back to it. Because once you have a better sense of what you really want for your child's education, what your goals are, it helps guide you through the process. As well as really observing your child, which takes time, observing your child and seeing how they learn. Are they picking up a book and looking at it for five minutes and dumping it and going on to the next thing? Or can they sit and read a book for an hour? Like those are two very different um, situations and require different learning methods. So those are two really big things that need to be thought about. The good news is that there are all kinds of social media groups, blogs, articles, books, podcasts, all kinds of resources to get insight from, to ask questions, to do a lot of research, and to start to formulate your own educational philosophies and needs for you and your child. And I do say you and your child, because those are two different things. A lot of times we're very child-centric when we're thinking about this, but you are the teacher and you have to think about how you learn best and how you teach best. I know, for example, that in the beginning, this, we're talking like 16 years ago or more, I loved the idea in my head of having a very structured, uh, laid out curriculum with like a day-by-day schedule. I loved that idea. And I bought that kind of curriculum. And I realized very quickly that that did not work for me. That didn't work for me because apparently I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I like to have different things come up throughout the day or through the week. And I just wasn't good at following a schedule like that. Even though I loved the idea of it and I will admit that I tried other ones through the years, but none of them ever really stuck. I do a lot better with a big picture kind of philosophy. So I'm saying all of that to remember that it's about you and your child. It's not just one, it's both. And you have to really think about them both together to make the experience best for both of you. Now, once you start to think deeper about some of your needs and your child's needs, you may find that what you want for your child isn't very traditional and you want something more natural or more developmental. And on the flip side, you might find that you want something a lot more challenging or a lot more structured. Each child is different. Each parent is different. 
And it will be a lot easier to target curriculum or programs that might work for you and your child once you dive deeper into these ideas. And I wanted to highlight some books today. Now, there are so many books out there on homeschooling, which is wonderful because there wasn't as nearly as many when I first started. So it's wonderful that there are so many resources out there. I'm going to focus on some things that either I've read or I've read parts of or I've heard very good recommendations about if I haven't read it. Now, I know that libraries are closed right now, but I'm, I know some of these can be uh, checked out via like an ebook. So I would check into that. I know some of these are on Kindle. Some of these you can, you can buy on Amazon. And some of them are possibly something you can borrow from a friend. Who knows? By no means is this an exhaustive list because there are so many books out on the market now. But these, this is a list of books that I recommend myself to people that are interested in homeschooling or home education or thinking about education in a different way, even if they are in traditional public school. So the first group of books are more about what I would say educational realities or why you should homeschool. And the first book is Dumbing Us Down by John Taylor Gatto. Now, this is one of the first books I read many years ago. This really talks about education in a very real way. This John Taylor Gatto was a teacher. He was in schools. So he was a teacher. He won Teacher of the Year one year. And this book came from his speech that he wrote. So it talks about what institutional education is where it came from, like the history of it, why it doesn't necessarily work now and what it's doing and how it's hurting our children. This is a book that it's a pretty quick read. It's a pretty accessible book for anyone to read. And especially for those people that are pretty big doubters about homeschooling and think traditional education is the way to go, this book is a good one to give them. And sometimes it's a big eye opener for them. Another book that's actually brand new, it's not released yet, though it will be released very soon, is Why Are You Still Sending Your Kids to School by Blake Bowles. Now, Blake has some other books out, one being Going to College Without High School. He also has a podcast, um, Off the Beaten Trail, I believe is what that one is called. But this is also a good book, and I recommend it when it comes out. It's going to be out soon. I would look at his website. He probably has some information on that. But this book, again, talking about what happens in an institutional education setting and what you can be doing otherwise. Free to Learn is another book. It's by Peter Gray, who's a psychologist. This book stemmed out of his own child's experience with education not really working for them and kind of their path. This is a great book. It does have a, it has some periods of a lot of history in it. Um, some theory, which some people might not really get into, but it has, it's a classic. It's one of those classic books talking about learning and how kids learn best. So I definitely recommend that book as well. John Holt is a educator from the 70s, perhaps the 60s as well. He's written a lot of books, How Children's Fail, How Children Fail, How to Teach Your Children, many, many books. I recommend any of his books. And even though there are a lot of them were written in the 70s, they are still 
very relevant. They are surprisingly still relevant and and helpful. So I definitely recommend John Holt, pretty much any of his books. I have numerous of his books. I think I have at least three, maybe four. But his books are just kind of timeless and classic and also really illustrates the fact that the problems he was talking about in the 1970s, we still have today. Like not a lot has changed, which is pretty telling. So let's kind of switch gears to homeschool styles or homeschool philosophies. One of my favorite people that I talk about all the time is Julie Bogart. And she wrote a book this last year, The Brave Learner, Finding Everyday Magic in Homeschool Learning and Life. Now, this book is not just for homeschoolers. This is for really any parent. It talks about teaching your children and children learning in a very natural way. And I, I can't say enough good things about this book. And I know a lot of libraries have this. So check it out as an ebook if possible, if you don't have access to it otherwise. But this is a, it's just a great book. It just makes you think about childhood and how wonderful and precious a time it is and how we as parents can really make a difference in allowing our children to have less stress and to have fun and to enjoy life and enjoy learning. So again, I definitely recommend Julie Bogart's book. The Unschooling Journey by Pam Lurishia, I think is how you say that. This is not a book that I've read, but has definitely been recommended by many people I know that are unschoolers. So I'm going to just throw that one out there because it's so well uh, recommended and reviewed by other people. And I have a fair amount of friends that are either diehard unschoolers or a mix, but definitely more unschooling than not. And this, as well as the book, Unschooled, Raising Curious, Well-Educated Children Outside the Conventional Classroom by Carrie McDonald, with a foreword by Peter Gray, by the way. That's another unschooling book that I'm going to recommend. That one I've read parts of. Um, Both of them, I think, would definitely give anyone that's interested in unschooling a better idea of what that means and if that might be something that would work for you. Another book is Rethinking School, How to Take Charge of Your Child's Education, and this is by Susan Weisbauer. Now, Susan also wrote The Well-Trained Mind, which is a, again, a classic, classical book in the homeschool world. It can be an intimidating book. It's a huge book, which I'm just going to, even though that's in my next section, I'm just going to jump to that book as well. It's an excellent resource. The well, I'm talking about The Well-Trained Mind now. The Well-Trained Mind can be super overwhelming because it's such a huge book. It has a lot of information. It talks about the classical style of homeschooling, which is a, typically a more rigorous, um, more maybe structured, if you want to use that word, view of education. And you cover certain things during certain time periods of growth. It's an excellent book. I highly recommend it, even though I am not a classical homeschooler by any means. I still find, found a lot of value in that book, in a lot of the resources that she recommended, and a lot of the philosophies that she discussed. 
So let me get back to Rethinking School, How to Take Charge of Your Child's Education. This book is just a couple years old, I think maybe two years old, maybe three. It's a great book. She had, I believe, four children, and three of them pretty much fit the mold of education that she had kind of carved out in her head for her children, with which was the classical education model. And then she had a child that did not, did not fit that mold and did not fit that style of learning at all. And I think that was a big wake-up call for her as far as you really can't push a square peg into a round hole kind of thing. And this was a great book, though, not only, I think, of her explaining how sometimes you have to let go of some expectations, but how you really, you can't give up and you really need to find what makes your child tick and what works best for your child. And it was, it's a great book. I read that. I heard her speak about it. And I, I definitely recommend Rethinking School, How to Take Charge of Your Child's Education. The last one I'm going to recommend in kind of the homeschool styles and philosophies is A Literary Education by Emily Cook. Now, this one is about Charlotte Mason homeschooling. And this is a book I've read parts of. Actually, it's one of those books that I like pick up and read and then get sidetracked and then go back and read it. And I still haven't gotten through it all. But it's a good book. It talks a little bit about the practical side of incorporating a Charlotte Mason in a modern education. And uh, that's another one that I'm going to definitely recommend. And I will list all of these in the show notes so that you can access all of them. The last couple books I want to talk about is Project-Based Learning by Blair Lee and Samantha Cook. This is a newer book. It was a Kickstarter book. Blair Lee is the founder of C Homeschool on Facebook, which is Secular Eclectic Academic. And Samantha Cook has worked with her on other projects And Samantha Cook is a big project-based learning advocate. So project-based learning is a new book. I have the book. I have not, I've only, again, read parts of it. But it talks about project-based learning and how to implement that with your children. And it gives not only some specific project-based, what do I want to say, outlines, but also just how to implement it with other things that your children um, come up with. So there's one more book I want to recommend, but not until after you've read some of these other books and gotten a better feel for what you want for education for your family and for your child. After you've kind of gotten a better feel, and I can guarantee you, once you read some of these books, you will think differently about education. I can promise you that you will. You will think about things that you may not have thought about before. You will look at education the institutional education very differently. So once you've read some of these other books and gotten a little bit different mindset about where you're going with homeschooling and home education, then there's a book called Kathy Duffy's 102 Recommendations for Homeschool Curriculum. It's a really long title. I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but it's pretty close. This book has relatively current program and curriculum that she has vetted. Now, this is secular and religious curriculum, not just secular. So this is both, but she does label them one way or the other. But one of the things that I like about her book is that she has categories in it. I believe there's four categories. 
And it's basically your hands-on learner, your auditory learner, your visual learner, and your um, social learner. And there's a quiz in the book that you can take as a parent, and you can take this little quiz to kind of see what kind of learner you are and kind of what you might want to teach. But then it kind of breaks down all the curriculum by subject, by age level, and then it tells you if it's a curriculum that's good for a very um, hands-on learner, if it's good for an auditory learner, if it's good for a visual learner. It gives that kind of information, which I think can be very helpful for someone. Now, granted, there's only 102 recommendations in this book, which I know sounds like a lot, but there is a ton of homeschool curriculum and programming out there now, which is a wonderful thing, but it can also be pretty overwhelming. So I'm not saying just to stick what's in that book by any means, but it can give you kind of a sense of some of the things out there and kind of where it might fall as far as your child's learning style. So that is what I have for today. I hope this has helped you. I know a lot of people often will be asking about what books are recommended, and these are ones that are pretty current for the most part. I know John Holt and Free to Learn by Peter Gray have been out for a really long time. Well, same for Dumbing Us Down, but they are still kind of classic, timeless, very relevant reads. So that's why I included those. And the rest are all a lot more um, current or contemporary. If you have any questions, I hope you will reach out to me and ask. You can follow me on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, and you can always comment on any of my posts there or on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast, where you can certainly ask a question there. I post usually weekly, I post relevant information articles that pop up that I find might be interesting to my listeners. So hopefully you will check me out there. And please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you will know when the next episode comes out. So have a great rest of your week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.